<laughs> Hello folks, this is weird isn't it? First in-person podcast. I don't even know if I should look there, look here or look there, but we'll uh, we'll wing it just now. So episode episode 62 um, and as, I mean if you're watching on the video you know, you're going to know who it is, but I'm going to have to introduce you for people that aren't actually watching the video. Um, so Andy Finlay, Fee Farfer. Fee Farfer, that's um, me. Yeah. Um, and Andy was was a client of mine's. Um, he was involved with the with the ninety five athlete for quite quite a while, probably about what like six uh, months. Yeah, six that, months, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know Andy pretty well now. With, I mean, I've probably known you like longer than I've actually known you. If that makes sense. Yeah. I probably only really got to know you in the past like couple, like maybe a couple of years or something. Yeah. Obviously, know your brother as well. But um, I wanted to I wanted to get you on the podcast because. I think you're probably a really good example of like not just about what the program's about, but kind of what like a nine to five athlete is yeah. essentially. Um, but yeah, mate, I'll stop speaking. Introduce yourself a little bit. Who are you? Um, Andy Finlay, as Stubbs said, uh, I am a thirty-four year old. I was in Forfar. That sounds like I'm going to take me out or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, married, two kids, um, and I work at. GSK Montrose as a project manager. Yeah, so that's just a wee bit about my life and what I do. Cool, mate. Um, I didn't foresee their Facebook messages coming through just now, but yeah. we'll just ignore them. <laughs> um, so yeah, mate. What have you been? What are you doing just now? Like, what's what's going on in your life? Uh, just now, work GSK Montrose as project manager. We're pretty busy there. Make drugs. People need drugs, so mm -hmm. we're pretty busy there. Yeah, I always fly to work, and then on top of that, I have my wife Becky. I've got two kids, two girls. Phoebe and Freya, who are two and 11 months. And then I do some running still, got signed up for a few events, and I'm also manager of Raven Amateur Football Club. Uh, and I've got a dog. So not a lot on your plate then. <laughs> yeah, um, just a few things. Now, nah, to be fair, that's something that I kind of wanted to, to touch on a little bit is like, and I've even had like current clients or people that kind of know you, they always ask the question, like, how the fuck does he do it? Like, how does he balance all of that? Busy bastard, that's, that's what yeah, I say. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. um, I have heard you've been called that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, I think it wasn't necessarily like the first question that I was going to ask you, but like, what what are like some of the main things that you do to keep that all, all running? Like, how do you keep that all going at one time? You need to get a Becky. That's what you need. You need a Becky. Uh, and... Yeah, Becky, just always tell her what our plans are for the week. The following week, we've actually, we're losers. We've got like a board in the kitchen. It's like an acrylic board with like dry white marker on it, which has got the calendar month and then future things coming up. So like I put in what I've got coming up, which was really good for when I was doing big events. She puts in what she's coming up because she's getting back into running now. And then we have to put on things like when I've got football, when the kids have stuff, all that stuff. So yeah, it's very very not structured schedule it's just like oh, i've got this on this week so you need to try and make time yeah when you can yeah just get shit done when yeah, you can but it's not necessarily it's not about being like a control freak and it's not about saying like this is what i'm fucking doing like like yeah pit. It's, it's not robotic it's, yeah it's communication no. it's, it's like, just yeah being planned being organized which i need to do through my job being a project manager which helps and then becky's a primary school teacher so she's pretty well drilled and organized as well yeah, yeah. there's nothing worse i mean i've probably had i'm not even referring to like relationship relationships but referring to just like friendships and stuff like that where you say something like oh by the way i'm away football training tonight and they're like 
fuck's sake, didn't know you were football training tonight. And then yeah. that's where it can cause a little bit of conflict. Massive. But it's just out in black and white, literally on a whiteboard. There's no argument to be had. Get out of jail card. And Peggy's like, didn't know about that. I'm like, it's on the board. It's on the board, it's yeah. It's on the board. That is the get out of jail. And it works the other way as well. I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. It's, like, it's on the board. Like, yeah, to be fair, I, I used to have, well, this one here, I used to have yeah. that up on the wall. And it would literally be just like my my kind of weekly schedule. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, I didn't know you were away till seven. And I'd be like, go through it, look at the board. And she was like, yeah, yeah but, but, but I was like, look at the board. Yeah, it's in uh, the kitchen. We sit round the kitchen table every night. We can see it. And then if something comes in, it just goes straight on the board just so we don't forget. Especially this year, we've got like five weddings as well. Yeah. So let's try to work all that in and stuff like that. I think that is a very good idea for yeah. a lot of people. I think they could probably take that away. But um, mm-hmm. let's go back to the first question then. Right. Um what, what kind of got you into like I know obviously you're doing quite a bit of running just now like what started first was it like the running or was it the football or was it the other way about um so played football like most young boys do in Forfar um up until about 16 and then just combination of things like we had a good team I was kind of in and out of the team 16 year olds are going out drinking and stuff like that I had a part-time job at Tesco so I could like work there and get more money instead of playing football on a Sunday and just kind of fell out of sport and that was me and then never played any sport nothing until I was 21 generally like a five-year hiatus of nothing maybe a game of fives once every like three four months like nothing just think you're young gonna be thin and invincible forever uh, so nothing until I was 21 then got back into football for even when I was tw- just before I turned 21 and then um, just played football football only wee bit of gym thrown in there but I only was only going because like my mates were going I thought mm-hmm. oh, yeah I'll, I'll go to the gym as well and they didn't really know what I was doing there and then running never really got into running until 20, 27 about 27 uh, and I only got into it because my wife Becky she used to play football and then she had a bad knee injury and then when she was coming back their football was like a lot of traveling and it kind of killed your weekend a bit mm-hmm. So she got into running. So, yeah, when she was going to run in with her friend Nikki, uh, me and my friend Jack, we were like, oh, we'll go to the running club as well. Just like encourage us to go, to go like speed work sessions and just like enjoyed it and kind of got into it. So, yeah, initially it was to like support Becky and encourage her. And then now I just do it. We'll both do it now. Yeah. So it was always football, then running, then both now just running. Yeah. So list off the list off the runs you've done then because I know you've done a few in the past couple of years um yeah just really it was just always just running just like as a hobby but the last year or so has been actually signing up for races and, and taking part in races so like I know it's not like I paid for a race but park run in Forfar mm-hmm. or Montrose or there's one in our both or Dundee doing them organized events which is good for like making it competitive if you want to or just like running in a group if you want like running on your own it can be competitive it can be just chilled so we do a lot of park runs uh, and then I did Dundee half marathon I did the 4 for 10k I did the Lahore 10k I did the Great North run I did the Scottish half marathon I did London marathon and I did there was other ones in the mix that I've done I'm trying to think but yeah, and then I've done already done a half marathon this year, and I've got another few up my sleeve planned this year as well. Nice. So F- favorite one, most like best moment. I mean, London's obviously a big one, but London, yeah, yeah. London marathon's like incredible. Like I had no interest in doing a marathon, 
because I did one like six years ago, hated every minute of it until Becky did London Marathon in 2019 and I was down watching her and I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, London Marathon, just best moment. That and Scottish Half Marathon, just like my time and yeah. stuff like that. Just, yeah, but London's just... I do remember, I remember seeing the video of like you running past. I think it was the great... It's maybe both of them, but yeah. when you're running past and, uh, and Phoebe's kind of like cheering you on. Or, yeah, what, what did that's you... great enough run. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like... That was a hard one actually, just because of the heat that day. Mm-hmm. It was just... Um, so yeah, it was like mile 12 I knew they were waiting so great enough run like the hand the like crowds metal there's loads of people just handing out juice sweeties ice poles and stuff so I grabbed an ice pole just before mile 12 and handed it to Phoebe <laughs> at mile 12 and then finished the race yeah and then London as well Becky and my family like in the girls and my mum and dad were down uh, and they seen me at mile 25 that's when I seen them yeah that was I, I think up we were um I think I'd maybe just finished the game of football or something like that and then Dale had sent the the tracker yeah. so we were literally all sitting after football what, like waiting for you to finish um, <laughs> and I, if I remember right I was thinking like you're going fast yeah <laughs> I think your your time was pretty decent in comparison to well I mean I suppose it was one of your best runs that you've ever yeah. done yeah oh, it's amazing yeah just went to plan on the day yeah and training went right all the way through yeah. I think that's like something for like people to take away like if you're obviously just like dabbling and running just now like you're doing like 5k's anything up to 10k's yeah like i think you almost do yourself like a little bit of an injustice like if, if you're able to run 10k comfortably like half marathon's actually not that far away like if you build it up over you give yourself you don't even need to give yourself 12 weeks but give it 12 weeks mm-hmm. and just go and do one on the day like it's an incredible feeling and oh. you'll probably be surprised how much more you can squeeze out of the tank oh, with a, a, a reasonable strategy. Just make sure you don't take off too quick. And then, like, all the people around you, like, I'd obviously only done the the Glasgow half marathon, but that was, like, it was a good feeling just with, like, the amount of people that are, like, kicking about the streets. Even the Kirkcaldy one, like, I was mm-hmm. amazed the amount of people that were yeah. around the streets, and also that one didn't go too well. Um, <laughs> it was still a good, it was a good day, and a good feeling when you finish. Oh, yeah, yeah you see, I don't know, just... People watching you running, you feel like you can't slack. You yeah. feel like you need to keep on going. And then having people around you taking part in the race as well, you have like your own wee battles in your head, like, right, I'm going to overtake this person now. Or if someone overtakes you, you're like, right, I need to step up. Yeah. Just like things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just like with the competitive nature of like someone that's played football, you do create little battles in your head with people. Oh, yeah. Like balding in front of you. I'm, I'm keeping up with you. Yeah, also, definitely. Sometimes it doesn't happen. No, definitely um, <laughs> But yeah, so in terms of like on a on a day to day basis, like how do, how do you then structure like a long run? Like say for example, you've got like fifteen k to run on a Wednesday morning. I say Wednesday morning because I know we used to run ten k yeah. on a Wednesday morning. But like, how do you fit that into a day? Are you always going to try and get it at the start of the day, or do you just yeah. kind of yeah, always like get stuff done in the morning if you can because the feeling after it. You're like, I'm done for the day. Well, yeah. not done for the day. I'm done that for yeah. the day, that thing. If I've not done it, it just feels like it's hanging over you all day. And you're like, I've got to do that. Yeah, I've got to do that. And you can that's all you can think about. Like my best runs were when I was training for London were the early morning ones. Yeah. Get it done. Like you see, like Christ, he's the same. He's like up at silly o'clock, going out and getting it done. Like you feel class after it as well. It just sets you up good for the day. And I know that's the best time for me to put it in when the kids are still sleeping or when they're just like getting up or whatever like yeah if I don't it's just it's just awkward to fit it in it just becomes a nuisance like there's some during London 
I couldn't do first thing in the morning. I had to do it later times and that. Uh, but I knew about it. It wasn't like I was putting off. But yeah, you always prefer getting stuff done. In the yeah, no, I would totally agree with it. And then again, that's probably another lesson to take away is that if you are like, I mean, most of us work. We do. Yeah. We do usually work. But if you're then waiting to do that terrible gym session that's got like terrible like set of squats in it, or you've got a really long run to do, and you're waiting until like six seven o'clock at night then you don't know what's going to happen in that day at work it could be no. the most fucking stressful day of your life oh. and then you finish that day and you've got to do long run oh, you get the long run done first then there's no question you get to go home and you get to just go day's done yeah exactly you're cruising and you can just enjoy the downtime like in my case with becky and the kids so with the girls um rather than having this over you because like let's do a run in the morning or i go to the gym in the morning before work and like some of the guys at work that don't do exercise that like they're like why why do you do that in the morning like you know just do that at night and i'm like the last thing i want to do when i go home after seeing becky and the kids giving them tea bathing them at eight o'clock at night is like do i go out for a run now when do i eat my tea like that's just that's a faff it's just nah no for me absolutely no need for it i don't think um but then again it comes to the fact that you've got to then have everything else in place to have the energy to actually get up in the morning, which yeah. most people can miss that part. Then that's why they don't understand how the fuck can you get up at six in the morning for a run? Yeah. So you've got to have the nutrition, the sleep, everything oh, yeah. else in place. And also you sometimes just have to peel yourself out of your bed in the morning to go and get it done. That's it. So I know yeah. for a fact, like there was, I suppose it was during like, even when it was getting darker, like I was waking up here and thinking, Shit, I've got to go and meet Andy at like whatever time it was. <laughs> what, what, we're meeting at like six or something. Six or half six, depending on the day. Yeah, six yeah. or half six in the morning. So, like, if you, and again, that's probably another thing to take away is that having a training partner is probably pretty useful as well because they're, they're going to hold you accountable. Like, if there's a load of days, if you weren't there, I probably wouldn't have been there. I probably yeah. would have just, I'll just do it like even just like an hour later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as I said, it was good to, good to get it done. Yeah. Um, and you feel good for the rest oh, of the day. Yeah. Like today, I was out this morning before work. Um and the night before text me Alan who trained for London at the same time as me and I was like I'm going to run tomorrow morning do I go he's like yeah I'll come with you so half six this morning we were out running the lock and four weeks ago if I was to do that on my own and it was darker it's a slob you're like peeling yeah. yourself out of bed or you just go nah patch it I'll do it later or something like that whereas today four weeks later the sun's up you're meeting someone so you've got accountability um, I got out of bed no bother this morning yeah. so I'm like yeah let's go no, that's it, mate. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of like on like during your training or when you're actually on the day of an event, I know your first marathon was maybe not as successful as this, like the one that you did in London. <laughs> what are some mistakes that you've made? Like, like first of all, like on the day of the run. On the day of the run, um, or maybe let's go around the other way, like during your training. Yeah, uh, that was because the no matter this sounds ridiculous, like. London marathon or a marathon or a half marathon the race is the easy bit like get doing it on the day it's what leads up to it it's the foundations like going up to it so Edinburgh marathon when did I do that seven years ago I was bullied into it anyway um, seven years ago Becky and her friend Nikki were doing Edinburgh marathon and our mate Fletch he done his shoulder again couldn't play football anymore so I was playing football with him and he's like, I'm going to do Edinburgh Marathon. Will you train with me? And I was like, I'm not doing a marathon. No, I'll do the half marathon on the same day as you guys. That sounds doable. And they were all like, oh, the half marathon is at eight in the morning. The marathon doesn't start till 11. You'll be waiting about all day. You may as well mm. do the marathon. 
and stupidly, I think we were in bar 10 drinking when we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I'll just do the marathon and like signed up there and then. And it wasn't until later you'd kind of realise like training for a half marathon might be hard. I've got to do that twice on the day. And I just kind of put off, put off and yeah, I'll train for that. I'll train for it. I didn't have like a structured plan. I was just kind of like, I'll go we run here. I'll do a run there. I'll do like the number of long runs I've done were nowhere near the number I did for London, like or night and day. It just, I was just kind of winging it. Nutrition and nah, just. Didn't exist. Nah, living on Dino's. <laughs> uh, maybe Greg's. I don't know if it was opening for then. Dino's and Greg's probably. Uh, and seven years ago, I was out every weekend without fail because I didn't have any kids. So yeah, nutrition. I'm not saying you can't eat fast food, you can't drink, you just have to moderate it. Because yeah. I was just like, yeah, just, and I just think I just underestimated how much it would be on my body and how mentally tough a marathon would be. And on top of that, I'm still playing football. Yeah. So you're like, you're playing football on a Saturday, you know yourself, it's worse now when you're older, like you're sore on a Sunday. And then I was having to like drag myself out and do like a half marathon training run on a Sunday morning, having played 90 minutes on the Saturday and probably been out the Saturday night as well. Yeah. And it was just, so yeah, it just wasn't good. Uh, and then on the Edinburgh, I was just like, yeah, just underestimate how mentally tough a marathon would be. You're just like, I'll just listen to music and just run and it'll be over in four hours. Nah, it's not like that. Like just had a total head loss, uh, mental cramp, ended up hurting my knee just yeah and that put me off running i don't think i ran for like nine months after that wow. and then i just hated it and then whereas london i was like with becky my phone out going i was like right boots hung up no more football 16 week plan this is when it starts london's when it finishes but leading up to that 16 week plan because i had like six months so the two months leading up to that i was out doing bits like 10k like maybe a two five k's a week and a 10k just like building up my stamina and then I knew this is when the 16-week plan starts and it was three runs a week, disciplined, fitting them in when I can do it. Having had two kids. <laughs> yeah, I had two. I only had one kid when I got into London and then when I started training, I had two. So just try to fill in and generally, I mean, nutrition was better because off the back of working with yourself, mm-hmm. nutrition was better. Uh, I've been doing gym work, the right sort of gym work for running as well. Just everything was better. Whereas before I was just like, run here or there. That maybe I have to run that far, maybe I have to run this far. Whereas I knew exactly what I was doing, everything was in place, and yeah, just cruised it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like when you have like such a big training load, so obviously you were. I mean, would you do you know the hours you were actually then like training during the week, or is that kind of mm. even just like a rough estimate? So, like, I got a training plan, sixteen week plan, and it was like meant to be four or five runs a week, and I was like, that's intense. I'm like looking at it like that's how do I fit all that in mm-hmm. Becky had done London Marathon she was like three runs a week's enough she'd done it and done her training plan and done really well so I was like you know what that'll do for me so Monday was like speed work with the running club which was an hour Wednesday was like 10k with yourself mm-hmm. or a 10k which was like like 50 minutes an hour whatever and then Sunday was your long run so the first long run was 16k which was 20, 10 miles the very first week so that's like an hour and a half. So they go first week, two, three and a half hours. Um, three and a half hours on week one that I've got to set aside. But it's not just the run, it's getting ready before it, eating yeah. before it, showering after it, 
stretching, which I need to get better at. I'm terrible for that. Stretching afterwards. So yeah, you're probably sitting around week one, four and a half hours a week, maybe five hours a week. And then by the time it comes to your peak load in like 10 weeks, you're doing like 35k runs, 22, 23 miles, which that's like three hours or something like that. On top of your hour five speed work, your hour so there you go yeah you're up at like six seven hours a week at this yeah. point so yeah i yeah. think i think what was kind of the point i was wanting to make from that was like there when you've got like a goal or when you're training for something in particular like you've got your five to seven hours there you've got obviously like coaching for naven you've <laughs> got all the other different aspects of your life your work your kids mm-hmm. um and all just everything else around about that like a social life as well um it's it's hard to really even figure out like how the hell do you all how the hell do you do all of that stuff but you yeah. make it work yeah. like it's sometimes when you get forced into a time restriction and you have to make things happen you yeah. almost operate better yeah. i certainly find that anyway like if i've got too much time i fill time with i fill something that's meant to take 30 minutes into two hours yeah procrastinate um, yeah, yeah procrastinate essentially yeah and um, i think it just goes to prove that it can be done like even if you are tight for time and you feel like you've got no time it can be done yeah if you really want to do something <clears throat> you you set it you make time for it you like you do it when it works best for you and that might be at uncomfortable times early in the morning or whatever but yeah if you really want something you want to do it, you need to make time for it it's it's like anything if you really want something you'll make time for it yeah. always yeah so it's just fitting in and just yeah. planning like i said going back to the board and Becky um, to try and like how do we work this how do we fit it in um plus you know something like London Marathon when I was doing that I decided to raise money for charity off the back of that you're raising money and you've got accountability like mm. I need to do this I've taken money off people yeah. I need to like do this I can't be flaky uh plus everyone who's done London Marathon so everyone's going to be like looking at my time like how's your time like that's the first thing people ask so I'm like I need to put an hour in so I get a good time. Yeah, there's no, there's nowhere to hide on on Strava. Obviously, like nah. I'm sure I actually figured it was almost like a hobby of mine's, like looking at your looking at your training runs. So you've, yeah. you've probably got like at least ten people doing that, like keeping an eye on it. Yeah, you've got. I mean, it's, it's probably several other people kind of just like checking in on you. Yeah, um, and obviously you have the sponsorship from from Greg's. I think this podcast could be actually sponsored <laughs> by Greg's. Yeah. I was actually thinking about going to get two coffee cups and putting them down there, but him. Um, yeah, kind of beat Greg's. Nah, you kind of beat a Greg's coffee as yeah. much as um, Starbucks and Costa will argue. Yeah. Um. But so the next question I wanted to ask you was, how did you find? And I've obviously went through this transition myself as well. The transition from playing football into running and like going from football to solely running. I know you're obviously still involved in football, but yeah. How did you find that in terms of like, like the differences? Do you enjoy one more, or I suppose it's a completely different thing? Um running you f- I, f- I fit it in when it suits me and my lifestyle <clears throat> football Wednesday night training Saturday has got to be then so that takes away from like family time and Rebecca and the girls and that so that kind of hinders you and stuff like that when you're playing when you're running it's like it's more suitable and adaptable to you Um, yeah and there's like the thing that sort of drove me on in running as well is like seeing improvements seeing your time's coming down like that you get a buzz off that you that drives you on that makes you want to do more race days like finishing a race and getting a good time that drives you on that makes you want to do more whereas like football you could have a brilliant game but the rest of your team's been 
terrible and then you have a bad result in the region like, I played well today we got beat or vice versa like you can have an absolute stinker but everyone else has played well and you've got a win and it's like it's just you yeah. it's like just you it's down to you you get what you put in with and like in from it so yeah that kind of com- they still got the competitive edge because you're racing against other people um, but yeah um, that's the difference because it's not a team sport it's just it's solely down to yourself yeah I must admit that was probably the reason I actually stepped away from football in the first place because I just felt like I was losing control of like my well, not my not my routine because I was training like Tuesday, Thursday, playing on a Saturday. But I just felt like I was being like ruled by football, and I was like, yeah, I want to take back control of like my emotions as well because I was finishing a Saturday, coming home, having a mild depression for like two days, <laughs> and oh, then mate. nothing like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Like as much as I've certainly gotten better from when I was maybe like eighteen, nineteen. Like it would be maybe three or four days I would be still, um, thinking about it. But now it's it's a little bit better, but still. As you said, like you could have a good game and you could still get beat. Like, nah. yeah. I mean, arguably, if you're a centre half, if you get beat three 0 you probably not had a good game. Nah, um, no hiding from that. But you want to take you want to take control back, and you're like, I don't want to rely on twenty other people. I want to rely yeah. on myself. It's not about the other people. It's more about you in this in this scenario. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do. It's a hard one. Like, I I miss football when I'm running, and I miss running when I'm playing football. And you can't. You can, but it's very difficult to combine the both. Yeah. Um, did you find that, like, when you actually then fully stepped away from football to just focus fully on running, everything seemed to go smoother? Yeah. Yeah, less injuries, less pain, less niggles running. Uh, and then every now and then at training, or sometimes I've had to play uh, recently, step in, uh, you're so sore after football now when you've not done those movements for ages. Like compared to before yeah. um yeah as much as you think you're running football you can run on the roads it's the same nah completely different like body movements and dynamics like yeah um total massive difference i think that's where like i mean every pre-season we have pre-season i kind of i probably should have posted about this every single year but it's like people just battering out 5ks in pre-season like don't get me wrong if you are like inherently unfit and your stamina is horrendous that will benefit you a little bit yeah but it's when people are battering the pavements, running in a straight line, like three times a week, and then they go and jump on the football park and they're like, oh my God, I'm so unfit or I can't change direction. It's, yeah. Your body gets used to smashing the pavement and then yeah. you hit grass, you feel like you're walking through fucking mud. Well, that was like, I, was it just before or just after London? No, we've been just after London Marathon. So I'm like peaking my fitness, doing brilliant. And then we're doing a drill at football training where the numbers were odd. So I jumped in. So it was like, Five asides, murder ball. Like every time the ball goes out, another one gets flung back in a play, high intense, five minutes. I was blown after it. I was like, my God, man, I'm totally blown here. And the boys like, you've just ran a marathon. I'm like, totally different. Yeah. Like, I'm not running a marathon at that pace. Like, it's, it is totally different. Yeah, you could run about like Robocop for like fucking 90 <laughs> minutes, but yeah. try and change direction, then you're, uh, yeah, then you're probably struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mate, like, so. What actually, like, what drives you to do these kind of things? Like, what drives you to do the running? Is it, like, an internal thing? Is it, like, is it, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to kind of understand for some people, like, why Why do people even want to do marathons? Because they're freaks. <laughs> um, nah, it is internal. Like, you feel good about yourself. Like, mm. I'm yet to finish a run and not feel better after it. Like, that's another difference from football. You finish football and, like, you mean, like, it's stinker of a mood. Like, every single run I do, no matter if it's 5k, a marathon, you feel brilliant after it, endorphins, like, you feel class, so internally, yeah, I feel better for it, and I want to be, like, a fit 
dad when I'm older. That's my biggest drive. Like I've got two young kids and when they're older and if they get into sport, I want to like do it with them. I don't mm. want to be like when they're 10 or whatever, getting into sport and I'm 40, like 42, 43, just like a couch potato and not able to take part. I want to be like the fit dad that can take your kids to these places and run around with them and do sport with them when they're older. I don't want to be... Yeah, I just don't want to be an unfit dad. That's that's my drive. Like mm. personally, right now, enjoy it makes me feel good. And long term, I think yeah, I want to be like one of those dads that can actually be mobile and yeah. be active with their kids and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's amazing how many times like people will, will like come on board or they'll speak to me and they'll just tell me, I oh, ran just want to lose like five kilograms. Um, although I won't try and like extract it straight away. Like mm-hmm. over time, it will be like. Yeah, okay, but what's what's the actual reason? Like what's yeah. the thing that keeps you up at night and you're like, fuck, I need to get this five kilograms off because yeah. Um and it sometimes it's things like that. They're mm-hmm. like, like I went to chase my my kid in the park with a ball and I was blown out marsh after like five steps. That's yeah, sometimes a telltale sign and that's sometimes a good motivation. Yeah. Um, from the negative side of side of things. But obviously from like a, a place where you're in just now where it's actually everything's quite positive yeah. and it can still motivate you. Oh massively, like things like my kids are at, my oldest daughter Phoebe she's at age now where she can go to things like Inoflate which is brilliant because now I can go and like she's running around daft and I'm running around daft with her and I come off and it's like good fun and I see other dads there come up and they're like two minutes and they're gassed bent over double just like nah nah away you go and play just like I'm like nah I don't want to be like that yeah. I want to be like fully involved with my kids I don't want to be like watching from afar I suppose mm. yeah I'm dying to go to that place. <laughs> it's class. I remember me and a few of my mates went like a couple of years ago, walked in and were like the oldest in there by about 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's turn around. It's got a great excuse now having kids to go to all these places. Yeah. Places, yeah. Um, but mate, what's future plans in terms of like football, running, life in general? Anything happening the rest of the year? Uh, stepping down football. Uh, yeah. Uh, leaving my manager's post. Um, that was always the plan. Yeah. I'd, uh, said to the club when I took it on after our manager left, look, there was a lot of uncertainty. I'll take it on for a year, only plan for a year. I might halfway through think, yeah, I want to do it more, but I'm stepping down in here. I've really enjoyed it, but yeah, I've got my own personal goals and own family stuff going on that is kind of now at this point taken away from that. So end of the season, Phoebe will be almost three and Freya will be one. So I'm going to be doing a lot more with them. So Wednesday, Saturday with football just doesn't work for me. So that's why I've taken a backward step. And yeah, I, I, I really enjoy running. I'm just like a loser, like <laughs> running now. So I've got goals in mind of what I want to do. Like this, you know, last year I've done every distance from 5K to marathon. I want to improve on all those times now, apart from marathon this year, not doing a marathon this year. That'll probably be next year. Uh, I just want to chip away at those times. And the best way to probably do that is take a backward step from the football mm-hmm. not be involved in it so that allows me free time while giving me more time with Becky and the girls mm-hmm. as well yeah no, so, I, mean, I think that's, I think think that's yeah. a good enough reason I would say nah no one's going to begrudge me that either. no I don't, I don't think so I don't nah. think so the but it's... boys are guys well, they say they're guys maybe not be like, maybe less running now for the next guy that comes in but uh, um, yeah I have enjoyed it but I just need to look out for myself and my family and, and everyone understands that that's why I'm taking taking a step back good mate I was, I was just going to join this season as well and you're leaving uh, no, nah, that's why I'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> um, but mate so quick fire questions um, I just chucked this in at the end I think it's a bit cheesy and it's the end of most podcasts Sorry. but um, best moment in football 
Oh, shout out to Rory Crichton for this one. Uh, when Finn even beat Lawson in the cup final. Uh, when was that? Four, four, five years ago? Yeah. Cup final, great trophy. Finn were underdogs. Mate, they had you beaten before you kicked the ball. Massive underdogs. Uh, Lawson had a good season, don't get me wrong. Uh, and even going into the game, we had players missing and injuries, and I'm like, we're up against it here. But nah, 1 2 0. I scored clean sheet at the back. You can't you can't do much better than that for a defender. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. So that was a class day out as well after it, like the sesh after winning that like, cup final. Um, definitely the best moment in football without a doubt. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think I was in Australia at that point, but I remember seeing the the score coming in. I was reasonably shocked, but um, oh, mate, honestly, everyone had us written off, uh, and the amount of people were like, "No way, man, two 0 yeah. Just like, yeah, no, I was just sheer grit and determination for the boys. Uh, to get it done so mm-hmm. nah that was class mate best best run like even if it's just it doesn't necessarily have to be an event but any runs that you could you have in mind that were just like it's either a good route um, or actually just like the best day Um, so best training run if you're doing long runs for me is from like Newport I got my dad to drop us drop me off once and then when I trained with Alan we got dropped off from his girlfriend in Newport, just the other side of Tayport Bridge, uh, the Tay Bridge. Uh, from Newport, the car park there, run across the Tay Bridge, and when you get to the city key, there's like a cycle path that mm-hmm. goes all the way to Abroth. Just run from there. It's like good views, flat. It's like twenty miles to the edge of Abroth, I think. So we were doing twenty two. So then we ran to like Vicky Park to like the yeah. cliff edge. So from Newport to Arbroath, yeah, it's twenty two miles, but it's actually like a good. In, enjoyable run mm-hmm. <laughs> like if 22 miles like 35k is enjoyable but that yeah like I did that route on my own once and then I did it again when me and Alan were training for London Marathon because it was a good route he's actually really enjoyed, he's training for London again he's doing it this weekend um, so yeah that's the best training run I'd say for long run um, another training run I don't know just like if you're not going for pace and it's like a nice day just run around the lock and forth yeah. like you for, you're kind of taking it for granted We've got a lock in for yeah. it's like it's nice to run round. Um then actual runs in terms of performance races, London Marathon. Yeah. yeah. Like that was my best run, probably. That or the Scottish half marathon, which were best runs. So like London, everything just went right on the day. Weirdly, my legs were heavy halfway through at the half marathon point, which had never happened in training, but we went down to London for the weekend and I think we did like 30,000 steps the day before. So that's probably why Possibly. they were heavy. But yeah, just everything went right. When I started training for London, I had four hours in mind or just under four hours. Halfway through training, I was like, I could do this in 3.45. And then a few weeks before, I was like, if I go for it, I could get 3.30. So I finished in 3.32, which I was pretty, pretty pleased with. But the thing I was gotten is, if you do like a five minute kilometer average or an eight minute mile average, whichever way you look at it, that's a three thirty marathon. Mm-hmm. So my kilometer average was like four fifty eight mm-hmm. because you weave. Yeah, a bit. yeah. So I did a wee bit extra, so I was just over the three thirty mark. So nah, I was buzzing. Like if someone said you'd get that before, I'd be delighted. So nah, I was chuffed with that. And then the Scottish half marathon did that in one thirty two, which was like a fourteen minute PB from. 14 weeks previously which meant the training was going well and just yeah just loved that race it's a good race time was really good 
and I just did like an average, I think your average kilometres for that is like 421, mm-hmm. 420 for a half, which I thought, nah. I, I was like, before I started training, I was like, I can't do a 10k at that pace. Yeah. And then I, by then, I was doing half marathons that pace. And, and when I remember going back and looking at my run, like the splits, and like the last two kilometres were the fastest. And I'm like, I'd want to tank. Like, yeah. I was like, still had more in. Like, you doubt yourself. You're like, nah, this is too fast. But yeah, you just need to listen to your body more. But yeah. Yeah, London and the Scottish half marathon definitely. Yeah, it's weird in running how like like experiencing running is actually like it's pretty valuable. Like you need to know what your body can do and it can't do. Yeah, because I mean it's always the same. Like you either take too much out of the tank or you fucking leave too much in it. Yeah, um, which is frustrating either way. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard. Going. This is a possibly like a weird question. I don't even think you probably have an answer to it. Biggest regret might be something to do with a fucking stag do or something. Biggest regret? <laughs> if you have any. Nah. Even like a sports sport. No, sports actually, no, I do. I do have a regret. It's been a Becky about this. Like, doing no sport between 16 and 21. Mm. Like, looking back now, that's mental. Like, five years of doing nothing apart from going out drinking and just, like, socialising with mates, which was great. But, yeah, that's, like, peak critical time for, like, someone that wants to be involved in a sport. Um, yeah, I did nothing for five years. Mm. Like, yeah, that's stupid. Would have um, made it. <laughs> I know I could have been professional footballer yeah, but I think I realised I had to give up on that when I was like 33 34 oh, <laughs> nah never like never thought about it I've always made football because I've enjoyed it yeah like, that's it but yeah like that's my biggest regret team like 16 and 21 like no sport that's mm-hmm. no, no running no nothing nobody would have probably guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed it unless you unless you told me nobody would have nah, known um, favourite food favourite drink favourite food favourite drink Um Greg's coffee. Greg's coffee. Uh, favorite, mm, favorite non-alcoholic drink. I am brew. Favorite alcoholic drink, probably just classic pint of tenants. Like, just love it. Favorite food. I mean, I can't go wrong with burger. Like, I just burgers and pizza. Like, got a pizza oven, which is class. And burgers, probably about one or so twice a week in the air fryer, mm-hmm. wrapping them in the foil and then putting it back in the air fryer. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, I'm such a like a. I think I've got a pretty extensive palate, but anytime I go out to a fucking restaurant and see a chicken burger, I'm like, oh, fine. Yeah, no, I like burgers, but food's like, me and Becky always ask people this question because we're weird those. Like, if it was your last day and you could have, for food, you could have any packet of crisps, any confectionery item, and any soft drink, what are you going for? Mate, this this is, says a lot about people. This is going to say a lot about me right yeah, now. Okay. Actually, I'm not that keen on crisps. Pretty, pretty mental but anyone that hears me say that I'm, I just don't ever pick it oh, like I'm I'm like confectionery is more my thing so um, what have I mate, I've actually become addicted to lint sea salt dark chocolate well, I used to hate dark chocolate but that's I'm addicted to that now yeah. um, and then actual drink itself oh mate I'm going to sound like such a boring cunt like, diet, diet coke oh no <laughs> not even coke zero it's actually diet coke caffeine free as well oh man um, can't drink that coke zero for me but yeah that nah, like if i had to pick a diet drink but nah i'd be solomon mccoy's iron brew and i had a solid caramel twix yesterday they're good i'll stick with that just now yeah um, stick with that but yeah mate i think we've probably powered through everything i don't know how long that even took um but yeah thank you for coming on the podcast mate you're the first first in-person podcast yeah um we'll get that uploaded soon mm-hmm. good man Perfect. and then Cheers. i need to go up to the screen for now